If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore and connect. Thanks to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. How's it going, Jill? I'm doing well today. How are you? I'm doing okay. Hey, I've got a question for you. I, I got a really great idea from um, from a teacher, from a high school theology teacher that I want to talk about today. But before we jump into his idea, I want to ask you about, um, because we were both literature teachers, and so many times um, during the course of my years as a, a literature teacher in particular, I don't think I ever did this in a religion class, but I know I did it teaching English, where we held a trial. Um, there would be a character, we were either reenacting a trial in a book or we were, um, you know, putting a character on trial for something and creating a, you know, a trial of sorts. And, um, and we would, we would do that in the classroom and everybody would have jobs. And can you think of any examples of books that you did where you would reenact a trial with the students? And how, what did I that look like? Uh, I'll probably come up with more as we're talking, but uh, the first thing that comes to mind is I think I was watching another classroom do a trial on um, the big bad wolf and the three little pigs. And oh, I don't I remember the details that. of it, but you read, what? you know, you, you read the original tale and then you re- read the true story of the three little pigs, you know, the one that is the, the kind of the dark version, the big bad wolf version of it. And yeah. then you talk about perspective and you put them on trial. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't remember. It was probably, I mean, it was probably middle been? elementary. So above, okay. above the fairy tale, you know, like probably third, fourth, like they could kind of see perspective. You're probably teaching, okay. I think which curriculum standards that is about perspective and reliable narration and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that idea because, you know, of course I'm, I'm thinking of the books that I taught and I know that we, we recently talked about, um, the Westing game and that, you know, you could certainly do a trial in there, um, you know, to, to kill a mockingbird, you can, you can reenact the trial or you can put different characters on trial. I never taught to kill a mockingbird, but I, I've seen a lot of classrooms take that, take that angle. Yeah. Yeah. So with literature, you know, there seems to be, you know, a pretty natural way to do that and doing, doing some kind of trial in your class where someone is, 
you know, being accused of something. And, um, and I actually like it when it's not actually just a reenactment of something, but it's actually, let's put this character on trial for something. And then we have to have the jury and we've got to have the prosecution and we've got to have the defense. And we have, um, you know, teams of people that are working on each side of this. And it's such a great activity to be able to do. Well, okay. So that's, um, you know, that's, that's certainly one way to do it. That idea popped into my head because I was recently, actually, this was something I found on Facebook a little while ago. And it's, you know, one of my teacher friends that I'm connected with on Facebook. And um, I want to read to you what he posted. And then I actually ran into him in person and we we talked about this a little bit. And I want to get your perspective on it and, okay. um, and, sure. and, and see what you think. You ready? Okay. So he called this Dateline <laughs> Jerusalem. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is Kevin Driscoll. He is a theology teacher at Bishop Knoll Institute in Hammond, Indiana. So Mr. Driscoll, or Mm. he likes to be Judge Driscoll on on Defending Jesus Day. Okay. So this is Defending Jesus. So Judge Driscoll's sophomore theology class, and the, the class is called the Paschal Mystery. They had a different kind of lesson assessment in class. This is what he posted on Facebook. It was called Dateline Jerusalem. They worked as teams of defense attorneys defending their clients in the murder investigation of Jesus of Nazareth. In their studies, they learned about the many in Jerusalem who had a hand in Jesus's crucifixion. The Sanhedrin, Pontius Pilate, the Roman soldiers, Judas, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so many people. They were given the task of creating a video recorded opening statement that defended their client and suggested who else was responsible Mm. for Jesus's death on the cross. Of course, they also learned that ultimately it didn't matter because it was part of God's plan. But the activity itself was, um, was the engagement piece. So there's, we're going to put all these different people. So you've got teams of kids. They're all in attorney teams. And there are all of these different people who are responsible for the death of Jesus. So we're defending Jesus and we're accusing all of these different groups. So, well, (laughs) have you, I don't think I've heard of this. However, shout out to this teacher because, um, if you are, okay. So if you teach sophomore theology in the United States in a Catholic school, you follow the doctrinal elements of a curriculum framework for the development of catechetical materials for young people of high school age by the USCCB. Like you have to, you might not know this, but course three is fall of your sophomore year and it's Paschal Mystery. So this, this idea could be used in every sophomore fall class throughout mm-hmm. the United States because the content he's hitting here is exactly what you're doing at that part of your framework for high school catechesis. So shout out to him for aligning yeah, that great point. because yeah. um, you conceptually by sophomore year, like let's say you've been in Catholic schools all the way through, you would have enough or let's just say any Christian school or a Christian household, like you would have enough information by sophomore year to be able to contribute to this conversation pretty well in addition to your current coursework to have different opinions, have different experiences or thoughts on mm-hmm. who all should be involved in such a trial. And it's a lifelong journey to understand this incredible mystery of um, 
resurrection. It, just the whole thing. The whole thing is phenomenal. So I'm all about it because you're getting kids to think in a really different way. And sometimes um, high schoolers want to think in really black and white terms. But this experience gets them to think like, well, yeah. what if? Well, what if? Well, what if these people were actually put on trial? What if he actually wasn't uh, crucified? Like, what if? Like, there's so many what ifs that kids love that because... Um, it's hard to think through the actual life of Jesus and what probably should have taken place um, for justice. Well, and all of these groups. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking back at, at Kevin's um, lesson here and he's saying, okay, so, so one group is going to be talking about the Sanhedrin. One group is going to be talking about Pontius Pilate. One group is going to be talking about the role of the Roman soldiers. One group is going to be talking about Judas. Like you can go on and on and on. And, you know, you have all of these different groups. So they're all guilty. Who's more guilty than the other? I mean, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because it was God's plan. But ultimately, like, I wonder if they ever come to the conclusion at the end that actually it's it's all people yeah, who right? are... <laughs> It's it's our fault that Jesus had to be crucified, right? So you know, I I would just I would love mm-hmm. to be a, a fly on the wall in that, um, you know, during those presentations too. I mean, talk about you're right. You do have to you have to know what you're talking about. So you you can't just have an opinion. You you have to know well what part did mm-hmm. each of these groups or individuals play. You have to know right, that, but so that how you great then to divide? You don't have to be, you don't have to be the person who knows all things because when we walk into any scenario, we know our own perspective. So no. they're trying to take your students are taking like one viewpoint or you know be an expert on one one person or one group in this scenario. So I like that because it's scalable yeah. then, and it also. I mean, I would love to see. So you do the trial, whatever. You have kids debating. You have things happening in this pretend courtroom, all this stuff. And then you get to the end. And the real big kicker then is the so what? Like the so what assignment that happens that day or the next day, the big aha moment of like, okay, so so what? If Mm -hmm. if it was truly all of us in this room, like where would we have fallen? Like, you know, like all of the connections you can make then to humanity and the timelessness of sinfulness. Like it's crazy. This is, this is really good. I like this and I want to see it. So maybe there's a video of it too. Yeah. It's really good. (laughs) Yeah. Great. I don't know. I'll have to ask him. Um, yeah, he's very much a media guy, so I'll have to ask him. Um, okay. So that was fantastic. And you know, since we are, it is Ash Wednesday, um, as we're, you know, as we're watching this particular episode today and, what a what a way to kick off the Lenten season in this frame of mind and thinking about engagement and important theological topics as we roll into this very important season. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for the energy boost. That is the bell and it is time to go back to class. So we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming into us and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We will see you next time.